Hello, FPL managers. Welcome back. This is the FPL Optimized Podcast, and we are recording episode number 65. We're recording this one after one of the most low-scoring and hence frustrating game weeks <laughs> ever. But anyway, we'll have to cover it. Uh, I am Bas, the casual manager, and my co-host is Sertop, the data scientist. This is the podcast in which we combine analytics with the good old eye test. Data or grass or data and grass? That's the question. So yeah, game week 11 was tough for many managers. So the good news is that things can probably only get better. Let's hope so. Today we'll review how the week went for us and we'll look ahead to game week 12. So Surtop, let's get it over with. Let's cover the painful <laughs> part first. How did your game week go? Well, my game week went well compared to the field, I would say. I finished with 34 yeah. points. I mean, it's not a huge score, uh, like even compared to the average, but at least I'm above average. I was able to get a green arrow, nice. so I was happy. But yes. yeah, like it was a weird week though. Like most of my points came from essentially my goalkeeper, Ellison. He got six points despite yeah. not keeping a clean sheet. But that's not what I'm going to tell Leo when he grows up. I will tell him that, you know, Ellison kept a good shit in this week. Um, and Trippier got nine points. So I was mm -hmm. saved essentially by these two players. So yeah. Green Arrow, I mean, 100k. I yeah, yeah wow. Yeah, how, how was your week? You should be. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the score wasn't too good, but uh, as I said last week, I would, did go to a game. I said yes, I saw a game was live. Great, yeah. I was at the, the Brentford game. You know, we were in London with the family, and uh, luckily I could get two tickets. Uh, before uh, you yeah. go forward, like I was really upset to see that you bench Antonio, and I yeah. told myself he will definitely is getting a return, <laughs> and he did. <laughs> It was a tough decision, but I thought there was a risk that uh, Antonio might not start. So mm. I was thinking, yeah, even though I'm going to the game, I'll bench him. Uh, then he got an assist. So yeah, I was not so happy with that. But um, yeah, I'll cover it a bit later. I think overall, Antonio didn't impress at all. So, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, I will sell him now. <laughs> That's at least <laughs> after, uh, one thing. After watching him live. Yeah, didn't that's pass your eye test. I, uh, took out. No, I definitely <laughs> didn't pass the eye test. <laughs> but uh, you know, it was really nice to be there. And um, originally, actually, we wanted to go to the Fulham uh, Man United game, mm -hmm. but yeah, I couldn't find tickets, or to put it differently, I couldn't find affordable tickets. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, then I switched uh, focus, let's say, and I tried for the Brentford game. And yeah, we did get two tickets for that one. I went together with my son. And that was really nice, I must say. Uh, it's a really nice stadium. It's a nice area in London. And, and the atmosphere uh, was pretty amazing. Uh, I, was, I was surprised because I was looking it up and I didn't know the stadium is actually quite small. It's only 17,000 people. Oh, really? So, yeah. So yeah. yeah. But, you know, the club, they, they, they just, they're not so long in the Premier League. So I think it's actually quite a smart decision. Uh, don't make the stadium too big. Make sure it gets sold out every week. And uh, uh, but you know, in terms of atmosphere, I was I would say it would, was more like a, yeah, thirty thousand stadium. You know, it was quite noisy. Mm -hmm. It was a really really good atmosphere. So kudos to the Brentford fans. Really, uh, yeah, great support and also a great game. 
and I'll probably cover a bit more of an ITAS report uh, later on. Um, but first, in terms of my team, yeah, on Saturday it started quite well. I had Onana um, for the for the game against Fulham and was happy that he kept a clean sheet. He didn't do more than that, unfortunately, so just six points. And on Saturday, I also had Char and, and Mitoma, so they had like five and six points. So I had a decent start on Saturday. I was ready for uh, Sunday and Monday, <laughs> but then uh, it kind of stopped <laughs> in terms of points coming in. Uh, not much more happened. So I had a total score of 28. Mm. Uh, not great, but you know, for this week, I think all the scores were pretty close. So I'm, I'm, I'm not too upset about it. I think it could even have been worse, you know, as, as we talked last week. I think there were, there were a few managers who, who, who triple captained Haaland. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad I didn't do that. And um, yeah, and beyond FPL, as I said, I think in terms of the games, it was quite nice. I, I, the, the Brentford game was amazing and it was, you know, even better to be there live. But then there was also, of course, the Spurs game against Chelsea on Monday. And wow, man, that was maybe one of the most exciting games uh, I've, yeah. I've ever watched. That was, uh, <laughs> <that> was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It was but okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it makes our the head-to-head -head score 6-5. to five. So congratulations. After I was leading 5-2, uh, if I remember well, mm -hmm. uh, you caught up and now you're leading 6-5. So I have to keep trying. And that's what <laughs> I say every week. <laughs> I'm not giving up. Okay, maybe wildcard will turn things around. I don't know. If yeah, I still have it. I still have it. I will still keep it. Let's see. <laughs> um, but okay, that covers the game week from our side. Uh, let's switch to the data side of things. And let's first again start with looking at the model performance. Yes, yeah, certainly. So <clears throat> today we will talk about model accuracy again. We said we will be doing this maybe every month or so. So I just wanted to do it for the November. Um, okay. So, and I also have data for the outcome accuracy. So based, we are comparing to what the projected points was and what the outcome was, and we are just measuring yep. how big the error. And so FBI review is the most accurate in this category. And then we have Mikhail Tokvam in the second place. Then we have Fantasy Football Scouts, Fantasy Football Fix, Draft Hound, and FBL team. And based on these results, actually, like we have seen this convergence happening uh, already. We talked about it too. Um, so I am using FBI review projections most of the time. I'm using Mikhail's uh, model uh, mostly as a sense check right now. Mm -hmm. And if I need to solve it longer than 12 game weeks, because, you know, sometimes you need to do it, uh, especially like for me, I don't have a wildcard anymore. So right. I know that I will be keeping this team in a longer time horizon. Yeah. Then I use Fantasy Football Scott because the advantage is they have projections mm. until the end of the season. So right. I'm kind of like mixing review with Scott for my own yeah. uh, souls. Yeah. And also we talk about the model utility measure. Again, yeah. this is the total points out of 45 uh, players from every model. Okay. And how many actual FPL points they have scored. Yeah. Um, so just like last week, uh, Mikael Tokvam's model is number one uh, in this category. And then in the second rank, we have Fantasy Football Scout. Yeah. Then in the third rank, we have the Ensemble model. So uh, Ensemble model is the equal weighted average of all these models. 
And it is right. a little bit surprising to see that Ensemble model is doing pretty well. I mean, it's not the, <laughs> exactly at the center, but it is doing well. Uh, mm -hmm. It is 2301. Yeah. And then we have FBL review in the fourth place. Then we have Fix, Draft Hound, and FBL team. And we excluded Fantasy Football Hub in in these both uh, both accuracy and also the model utility measure because we had an error when we were reading the values. I think last game week. That's why I also skipped Hub. So we will hopefully right. fix it uh, later. But that's why we don't have them here. Okay. Yeah. Any questions? Comments. Uh, not really. I think it confirms kind of what we also looked at in previous weeks, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, still great to keep track of this. So thanks for covering it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Then the next one, as we do every week, let's take a look at the best and worst teams ranked by the offensive and defensive uh, expected values for the next six game weeks. Yeah, we have Arsenal at the first place now. Uh, so it seems like Manchester City, Arsenal, Liverpool there, they keep changing, they keep getting yeah. the top spot and then it's, it keeps right. changing. Uh, yeah. Arsenal is at the top spot because they are again, they are playing against Burnley this game week, which is a very mm -hmm. favorable fixture, both defensively and offensively. Um, yeah. so maybe there will be people who are captaining Arsenal players. We will see. Um, yeah. and in the second rank, we have Manchester City. Uh, they're playing against Chelsea away, so, but in general their horizon looks nice. They have some good fixtures coming up, and one important, one interesting fact here is Manchester City's game against Tottenham in game week fourteen yeah. is now a very yeah. favorable fixture. Uh, we will probably talk about Tottenham and how they lost <laughs> so many defenders and players. But both yeah. defensively and offensively, that fixture makes it to the top 10 percentile. Okay. And then we, at the third rank, we have Liverpool playing against Brentford. It is a favorable fixture offensively. And besides the Manchester City game the following week, they, they have also two more good, week, good games. They are playing against Fulham in 14 and then Sheffield United in 15. Okay. In fourth rank, we have Newcastle, then Brighton, Tottenham, Manchester United, West Ham, Aston Villa, and finally Chelsea. They made it to the, you know, this best team's half of the chart, finally. Even though yeah. they, they're playing against Manchester City, so it's not an easy fixture. Um, the reason why they're here now, finally, after <laughs> so long, is because Sheffield United fixture is well is at game week 17 and it is inside yeah. our like view period now so yeah. probably after their city game is over and also newcastle they have some they have a good run after yes. this this horizon so we will yeah. probably see chelsea increasing in the ranks and i i am also even considering to bring a chelsea player we will see though <laughs> yeah no, definitely. And I think we mentioned that in previous weeks already, even mm -hmm. though it, you know, we're looking quite far ahead. But we did see already that those easy fixtures will come up uh, as of, well, you could say game week 16. Well, probably not because Everton is really improving. So really, as of game week 17 uh, and the following game weeks, Chelsea has a really good run. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Mm -hmm. And I think the people who uh, who got Palmer in their team uh, got rewarded also, of course, in the game against Spurs. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, even though now Nukunku might be back after yeah. the international break, and there were some questions about that, like you know which which spot will he take, and, and is Palmer's spot still secure after Nukunku's uh, return? Uh, I mean, to me, if you look at Palmer and how he's doing, it's quite difficult to imagine that he will be dropped. But uh, yeah, something uh, yeah. something to keep keep in mind. Yeah. Yeah, and Spurs, man, they're so good. But now, uh, yeah, probably they lost Madison. We still need to wait for an injury update. Uh, Romero had a red card. Uh, Van de Ven, that looked like a pretty bad injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, of course, Udogi with a red card. So yeah. uh, it's quite difficult to see, um, you know, how they will do now during the next weeks. Yeah. We will see. But uh, yeah, because like me, I had Pedro Porro in my team, and he had actually a great game against uh, Chelsea. But it was only rewarded with zero points. I thought he deserved a bit more, mm-hmm. <laughs> wise But you know, that's that's how it goes. But now for the next game against Wolves, even though I like the game against Wolves, considering that they will miss so many players, I think I will probably bench Porro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Since you're talking about on. the. Yeah, Wolves game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Rab T FPL actually sent me yeah. the projected goals and clean sheet odds. Right. After he sent me, I asked him if there was an update to Tottenham's rates, like after the game, because obviously yeah. it has huge implications to red cars and also injured players. Yes. And he checked it from Monday to Tuesday. I mean, after they played the game. Uh, yeah. Their goal rate dropped around 0.25, so it's the highest mm. among all the teams uh, for this yeah. week. And yeah. also Wolves goal rate increased around 0.2, which yeah. is yeah pr- pretty major if you think about it. So the, almost uh, their goal, ro- goal rates are getting closer. I mean, before this, it was 1.1 versus 1.9, but it is now 1.35 yeah. versus 1.7. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, they're almost a complete back line will be different, right? Like yeah. uh, Romero and Van de Ven will be out in the center and also uh, Udogi will not play. Yeah. So, yeah, they will have to replace three three players in the defense. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Let's see. Difficult one to, to bet on. I also saw some people considering maybe to sell Son, saying, you know, if Madison doesn't play, maybe it's time to sell Son. So that, mm-hmm. that's another consideration. Yeah. Uh, personally I will keep him though but yeah <laughs> okay so uh, yeah we looked at the best teams um, let's also take a look at the worst teams yeah so at the top of this chart we have Sheffield United I think it was Luton Town for a long yeah. time right so Definitely. Sheffield United is at the top now because they have yeah. Brighton game this week which seems very unfavorable and then uh Liverpool gaming game week 15 and also Chelsea gaming game week 17. Uh, Luton Town at the second rank, they are playing against Manchester United. That's also a tough fixture. And also Burnley is playing against Arsenal. Uh, it's also a tough fixture. And also they are the third team in, that that's having the worst uh, fixtures. Um, yeah. And then we have Fulham, Nottingham Forest, Bournemouth, Wolves. Everton, Crystal Palace, and Brentford. Mm-hmm. And even though Brentford has a tough fixture this week against Liverpool away, 
Yeah. They still have the Luton Town in game week 14. So if you have yeah. Brentford players, maybe it is worth also uh, keeping your players. And also, they also have a Sheffield United game in game week 16. Even though it is not marked as a favorable fixture, not making to the top 10 percentile, it should be really close. So, I mean, yeah. probably no one is actually considering to sell them. But I think you were thinking of buying Mubemo at one point. So are you... Yeah, I mean, I don't have them now. And I think also other people who don't have them, I think they're looking now to game week 14 to yeah. have them back. Uh, yeah, it's a, even though the people who capped fates got rewarded also again uh, in the previous game against West Ham, he had an assist yeah. and actually he should have gotten a bit more. Uh, if he had a bit more luck, he had a few really good shots. Uh, so, yeah, and I'll, I'll cover it a little bit later, but I was really impressed by uh, my <laughs> So he oh, passed your eye test. Oh, definitely, man. He's really <laughs> a great player. It was so nice. We were sitting in row three. We really had nice seats oh, wow. uh, at, 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 at the side of the pitch. And, uh, yeah, at the first half, he was just playing in front of us. And it's amazing, his first touch. Like every ball, you know, no matter how it's played into him, easy or difficult, he, he just manages to control it. Mm-hmm. And he's so fast. He has a great shot. It's, uh, I was really impressed. I think he will probably move to a big club next season because he's really, uh, really a really, really good player. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, for the rest, I don't think there is too much to say about this chart. I think, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. The bottom teams seems to be quite obvious this season. Uh, the bottom three, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, in terms of that, from that perspective, even though Sheffield won their game last game week, so that, that's a good thing for them. Uh, but Luton and Burnley, I also Luton actually, you know, the draw against Liverpool was a yeah. bit, uh, a bit uh, unexpected. But as I mentioned last time, you know, Luton at home so far they, you know. Yeah, they lost, of course, a few games, but they didn't lose any with, with any big scores yet. And against Liverpool, even they got a draw. So I think the Luton uh, at home fixture is not too easy. But then once they go away, probably becomes more like an easy fixture. Mm-hmm. And Burnley, I feel a bit sorry because, of course, they have a really good coach with company. I think everybody agrees on that, but uh, they are just struggling as a team. So I wonder if, if they will still find a way to improve. All right, so we covered this on a team level. Now let's look at it on a player level and we'll take a look at the players who uh, increased and dropped in terms of expected value. Yeah, so in this chart, we are checking how the average, so equal weighted average uh, of this ensemble model changes from last deadline to now, like this morning. And so we have Ilanga from Nottingham Forest topping the chart with four EV increase over the next six game weeks. Mm-hmm. And we have Kudus in second place from West Ham and Lascelles in third place, Mopé yeah. fourth, Van Biseka fifth, and then we have Jackson, Nico Jackson, uh, Eze, Doku, James, and Gordon mm-hmm. at the bottom. Um, so one of the major ones is Eze. Uh, this game week, his EV increased 0.8 because yeah. he's back. He's um, back, right. Yeah. And yeah, that's the most significant one as far as I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. I think Kudus, again, a player I saw live. And I know also from Ajax, you know, at Ajax, he was already quite impressive. 
And also in the game against uh, Brentford, I think he was one of the better players in, in West Ham. He, he looks really impressive. You know, he's quite big, he's strong, he's, he's fast. And as he showed, he can score some uh, amazing goals. It's not the first time he did it. So I think if his spot is more secured now, then definitely Kudus could be an option to consider in the West Ham uh, team. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one that I saw live was Mopai for Brentford. And also he impressed me. Uh, I mean, maybe not in terms of goal-scoring threats, but more in terms of the, the work that he put in. He, he played quite an important role. So maybe not so interesting from an FPL perspective. I, I, I wouldn't go there personally, but he, he did quite well in the team. And then, uh, yeah, Nico Jackson with his hat-trick. Mm-hmm. But even uh, with the hat-trick... didn't feel still, like a hat-trick, right? <laughs> no, he didn't look too impressive, did he? He still yeah. looks... Uh, I don't know, he's a bit like a rough diamond. I think it's uh, the phrase. Uh, yeah. He has the speed... But I think he lacks a bit of skill and a bit of uh, composure. But uh, yeah, <laughs> quite strange for me to say. Here. I mean, he, he's a Premier League player, so obviously he's a good player. But uh, <laughs> yeah. but just com- you know, compared, compared to the alternatives, yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, and again, as we said before, if Nunkunku will come back, maybe he he will get the number nine spot. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, it's not his uh, preferred spot, but uh, it could be an option, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, number three, Lascal from Newcastle. I think this has to do with the injuries from, from Byrne and also Botman, who will be out longer than expected. So yeah. I think Lascal uh, minutes just got more more secure now. Yeah. yeah. All right. The top players, we covered those. Let's also take a look at the players that dropped in rank. Yeah, we have Ruben Diaz in the first place. He lost okay. around 3.1 EV over the next six game weeks. Okay. And in the second rank, we have Simikas, which is one of mm. the most transferred in players in last game. Yeah. Maybe the, the most yeah. uh, transferred in, right? Um, yeah. So he didn't start. So I think no. that's impacting his EV quite a bit. He lost yeah. 2.4 EV over the next six game weeks, which mm. is... <clears throat> which is pretty upsetting for people who just transferred him in, like me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah same for me. <laughs> oh, you did too. Yeah, yeah. that's unlucky. And we have Zinchenko uh, and Guardiol in fourth place. We have Holland fifth place because of the probably the injury um, status. Yeah, because yeah. of the last game. Maybe the models are not updated yet. Um, yeah. And then we have Madison. Again, his minutes are not certain this game week. I, I'm i not sure, actually. I, I, I feel like I saw something about him being okay, but maybe it was just yeah. a, a rumor. Yeah. <clears throat> and we have Varane in seventh place. And Rashford, yeah. Joe Pedro, and Odegaard are the okay. top uh, EV losses. Yeah. Yeah, Haaland, we didn't talk about it too much, but that was really frustrating for me as an owner, as a captainer, you know, uh, you think, <laughs> I see you laughing. The Bournemouth game, that was marked in our calendars, that was the game for Haaland to do well, and then at halftime, it's a 3-0 score, you think that, okay, it's looking good, <laughs> but uh, he wasn't involved, you know, no goal, no assist. And then second half starts and you see that he got subbed. So <laughs> super frustrating. 
but luckily with Haaland, it's the case of, you know, you know that a lot of people captained him. So, yeah, the impact is not too bad. I had you in mind, of course, because Haaland was my bet against, against you to, to beat you. But, yeah, uh, that's true. That was frustrating. <laughs> I mean, but uh, the good news is that yesterday he played in the Champions League and he scored uh, two good goals. So, yeah, it looks like he's, uh, he's pretty fine. And uh, let's hope he will be uh, scoring some goals in the next Premier League game as well. I hope not, but yeah, <laughs> I understand why you want that. Yeah, but yeah, even though uh, you know on Saturday it looked good for you, but then uh, Salah played and he didn't do much either on Sunday with two points. Yeah, so, that um, was that was. I upsetting. think you were hoping for more, right? <laughs> you were afraid that he will get lots of points, probably. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the game was very disappointing. I mean, he yeah. he also didn't play well, so well. So I was kind of thinking I will get a red arrow this game week because of obviously Holland. So the fact that I didn't, and I also even got a red, the green arrow. Yeah. I mean, I was fine with that. Uh, well, yeah, obviously sure. very unlucky for Holland owners. And mm -hmm. our decision to go without Holland was mostly because we used his funds in other places to yep. improve the to team overall. But for this yep. game week, I mean, we were already aware of the danger. But... So I was thinking maybe sometimes it is easier to bet against only a single player compared to a few players. Uh, like if you are just taking a risk against, you know, the field with multiple players. That's mm -hmm. like, for example, like you, if you don't have three popular players, then you, are, you might be in big trouble because the probability yeah. of all of them blanking is really low. But sure. sometimes, you know, you can get away with betting against a single player. And, I mean, yeah. it happened uh, in a way that we bet against the most popular player uh, this mm -hmm. week in terms of effective ownership, too. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I'm I'm happy. So, I wasn't expecting the result, but I'm happy. No. Yeah, and also for me, you know, I, you cannot really feel bad about the decision because the decision was right. right? Mm -hmm. uh, City plays against Bournemouth at home, so obviously you're captaining Haaland. Yeah, uh, I think I mean, that, I that's the right the decision. And then if I hadn't, the yeah. outcome wasn't as expected, but at least, yeah, you know, that that's football. That's that's variance. That's uh, call it whatever you want. <laughs> Bad luck, but uh, <laughs> in terms of decisioning, yeah. Yeah. I would do it again, but anyway. Yeah. 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 All right, cool. So we covered a lot. Uh, I think I also covered most of my eye test report, what I wanted to say. Mm -hmm. uh, as I said, Mabuemo, great player, and definitely I'll, I'll make sure I'll have him back for game week 14. The other player that stood out in, in Brentford, I didn't mention him yet, was uh, Matthias Jensen. Mm -hmm. uh, central midfield uh, he was also really a good player uh, great to see him live really the conductor of the team um, again maybe not the best FPL option as he's I think more like you know the pre-assister type of player but even though he did he did score already quite some FPL, uh, FPL points this season but given all the options in midfield I think probably uh, it's understandable to look elsewhere um, and then for West Ham, yeah, as I mentioned, Antonio, it's really strange because, you know, what was it two seasons ago at the start of the season that, mm. that he was scoring a lot of goals and everybody yes, you know, yes. rushed to have him. But it Even seems that Poland, he, I think, right? Yeah, it seems he completely lost it. He looked really kind of out of place. Uh, when he got the ball, he, he lost the ball. It's Yeah, well, he still got an assist and he was actually still quite close to scoring a goal, but... 
for the rest, uh, he really looked, uh, yeah, as I said, a bit out of place and out of confidence. So, yeah, for me, that that will be uh, the one that I will sell the, this team uh, this this week. Sorry. Um, yeah, and Bowen scored a goal, but for the rest, uh, I didn't notice him too much. So that's a bit strange. But he keeps scoring goals, so yeah, definitely <laughs> yeah. the guy to keep on on your radar. But Overall, the conclusion for, for me to be at the game was just how impressive Brentford is in terms of mm. how they play. They, they play some really good football. And even though the result was quite close, just 3-2, uh, Brentford really outplayed West Ham. Really impressive. And Thomas Frank is doing a great job over there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, that, that was really cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, one thing I noticed actually, if you go back one chart in the players that dropped in uh, EV, I expected to see Turner, the goalkeeper of Forest, because he mm. uh, he lost his uh, spot. Uh, we were kind of expecting it because we know that uh, Vlaco Dimos was on the bench. Mm. Uh, and he came in now last game week. So it looks like Turner lost his spot. And I think it's quite significant from an FPL perspective because... Just looking it up, uh, he has an ownership of 16.7% Turner. So I think a oh, lot of okay. us, oh, would, that's yeah, yeah. Solid. a lot of us, including me, we have him as the you know the cheap uh, bench option uh, who can always come in uh, as a playing option. But it seems he's not playing anymore. So uh, that will, uh, of course, have an impact in our teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure why, but yeah, I can yeah. have a look. Yeah, maybe his score uh, prediction was already quite low. Nothing yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Or maybe we'll see him next week. All right. So I think you had another chart. Yeah. yeah. Top player. Yes. For the next seven game weeks, I also prepared this top players by EV order because you talked about Bowen. So I, I thought it was kind of relevant. Yeah. Uh, so here, like, one thing to note that we, the city has a blank. So that's why uh, Holland's EV a little bit lower. But at the first rank, we have Salah with 46 points uh, All right. in average for the next seven game weeks. And then we yeah. have Holland with 42 points, and then Son with 40, Saka at 37 points, Watkins at 35, Bowen 34, Bruno Fernandes 34, Rashford 32, Trippier 32, and Mitoma at 32 points. So these are the top 10 players by the equal average of all the models we have been following this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but you look at the models individually, you can see some of the players that doesn't make to the top 10. Um, and also, in some models, Haaland is ahead of Salah. Uh, for example, Hub and FPL team thinks Haaland will outscore Salah uh, in this like, next 7 game week horizon. But yeah, as you see, the, the values are close. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think nothing too interesting, in my opinion. Uh, no rest we kind of like expect already yeah indeed i think the only thing yeah what we could say about bowen as we just discussed keep an eye on kudus Uh, if i think it could be interesting if kudus gets the number nine spot from antonio Mm -hmm. um you know then he's he's out of position because in the fpl he's a midfielder we're just looking at it six and a half million versus bowen seven and a half million I mean, so far, Bowen has been scoring most of the goals. But if Kudos moves to number nine, that, that might be, make an impact. So okay, okay. maybe something to keep an eye on. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, excellent. So we covered a lot. Um, let's move to the optimal team for this week. Yeah, certainly. So again, I'm checking the different data sources for um, different horizon length based on how many game weeks of data they provide. And also people were kind of like complaining about me using my own team value because when I do it, right. my team value is higher, obviously, so I get better teams that they cannot afford. Yes. Um, yeah. So I decided to run it for a team value of 101 because most of the engaged okay. managers are already increased their t team value a little bit. Yeah. Um, so that's good because it is like the budget is tighter than my own team. Uh, there are some interesting choices the model is doing here. Mm. Um, so in most models actually dropped Salah, it seems, which seemed weird to me. But um, hmm. so we ha we only see Salah in Mikael Tokwam's model for seven game week horizon, and also Fantasy Football Fix has Salah, where when you solve it for eight game weeks. Mm -hmm. But uh, Scout Hub and Review, they don't have Salah, and interestingly, they have triple uh, forwards. Uh, right. For example, I see Darwin, Holland, and Wilson in Hub's model, and also yeah. Watkins, Alvarez, and Holland in Review's model. Uh, yeah. That seemed interesting, and also Tsimikas was almost in all optimal wildcard teams. That's no longer yeah. the case. I only see Tsimikas oh, okay. in FBI Review's model, even though he right. was the enabler for a good team. Yeah, that seems like no longer the case. Yeah. Um, so there are a few things I want to talk about these optimal teams. Uh, let, let me uh, talk about one of them, the entire full team. So FBI Reviews team uh, yeah. is composed of Flecken and Leno in goal. And in defense, it has Gabriel, Saliba, Dunk, Colville, Simikas. And in midfield, we have Saka, Mubemo, Eze, Son, Diaby. And in forward, we have Watkins, Alvarez, and Holland. Yeah. Um, so I see Gabriel in some of these models. I think three of them have him um, right. in the optimal squad. But I'm not really sure about his minutes minutes mm. like like I also I, I keep getting Gabriel as a suggestion from the model for my mood this week. Yeah. So I'm not sure. So because of his minute uncertainty I might be even banning him from the souls. Um, okay. I don't know what the alternative would be from the solver as a suggestion, but yeah, I I find him a little bit risky. Yeah, and I yeah, you about... also see that uh, there are some alternatives yeah, in some of the models. You see White and you see Saliba, so that's that's of yeah. course the other option that you go to for yeah. one of them. Even though like Saliba is more of an expensive yeah. option. Yeah. yeah. Um. So well. There's a nice trade-off there, right? So you, either you can buy the player who's more nailed for more money, yeah. Yeah. or you can, you know, risk it uh, with Take a cheaper a option. Yeah. Yeah. And so I talked about no Salah. I talked about triple forwards, which seemed interesting because since the beginning of the season, it was almost always three-five-two, almost every game week. Mm -hmm. And now I see triple forwards suddenly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, I think last week it was mostly the same uh, triple forwards. This time it is different. Like I see Ferguson in two 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 models, both Scott and Fantasy Football Fix. Yeah. 
uh, have him. And also, I see Antonio in the yeah. model, which <laughs> seemed interesting. I just noticed it as well. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe you need to. You well, you know, the pictures are good. That's also why I had Antonio. That was one of my uh, considerations. He's, he's cheap and the pictures are good. But uh, yeah, I yeah, think I he's just not delivering. Yeah, yeah. And also another thing I noticed is the goalkeeper situation. It was almost like Ariola was everywhere in, in the last game week when we sold it. Um. He's only in one team this time around, and also every model has a different goalkeeper pair. So we have Leno Ariola from Mikel, Sanchez, yeah. Johnstone from Scout, Raya Sanchez from Hub, Flecken and Leno from Review, and Leno and Ellison from Fantasy Ball Fix. Mm -hmm. So it seems like there is no. Uh, well, obviously, there are different budgets at play here, but yeah. there's no consensus to goalkeeper pairs from models. Yeah, I think um, if people can wait with making a swap, and you you can wait for the the Chelsea fixtures to turn, you know, to 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 the green side, let's say, then Chan Sanchez definitely becomes like an interesting option because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. defensively Chelsea has been doing quite well this season. Yeah, yeah. And Areola again, yeah, quite cheap mm -hmm. and uh, good fixtures, but so far I think West Ham only kept one clean sheet. So yeah, some people were talking quite about the. Yeah, West Ham's defensive performance not being that good, even no. though the fixtures are. Yeah. And also another interesting thing here is, uh, well, I, I, I talked about how Fences Ball Fix has Ellison. Uh, part of the reason, I think, is they don't, it doesn't have Holland in the optimal wildcard team. Right. So that's the only model doesn't have Holland. And yeah. instead it has Watkins, Ferguson, and Antonia in forward. But with that money... It actually spends for the midfield. We have like Saka, Mubemo, Mitoma, Salah, Son. Pretty mm -hmm. strong. And it also has Trippia, uh, which is the premium defender option. And also premium goalkeeper as the Allison. Yeah. So yeah, that's also an interesting idea, I guess. Uh, but other models, they usually... Let me see. I think two of them has Palmer. We talked about Palmer and also the risk of him maybe losing minutes when Kunku is back after an international yeah. break which which is the hold up for me because i was also getting the suggestion of buying palmer um but yeah i'm not sure <laughs> if i if i want to risk it i i feel like i'm very like risk averse at this point okay. i just want to buy players who will stay in the team for sure yeah. for a long time also right. given the fact that i don't have my wild cards but maybe right. for people like you, I mean, you can probably take some risks with some of these players. Yeah. Yeah. yeah as we said earlier, I think it would be really surprising if uh, Palmer is dropped considering how he's playing so far. But uh, yeah, you never knew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Covered a lot of options. So this gives us again some food for thought to consider mm -hmm. for our transfer plans. Um, and yeah, let's cover the last data point as we always do, and that's the captaincy options. And I think this week could be again a difficult uh, decision, right? Yeah, so we have Salah at the first place and then okay. Saka at the second place. There's almost like 0 0.6 EV between them, so Salah is clear, I think. And then right. we have Bruno Fernandes in the third place because they're they have a good fixture. They are playing against Luton Town. Then yeah. comes Holland. Then comes Son. 
Haaland's hmm. place here is impacted by the lower expected minutes. We have seen a little, uh, you know, a little bit ago that his uh, yeah. EV, you know, dropped a little bit. But mm -hmm. some of these models haven't updated after the Champions League game. So right. there is a chance that he will be higher. But still, I think yeah. Salah has the highest projected points for this game week. Um, okay. And yeah, so people were also kind of playing with the idea of, uh, you know, setting some of the players to 90 minutes in FBI okay. Reviews tool and see who comes up on top. Um, yeah, I think some of those are close, but I don't know. I I feel like Salah will be at the top by the time we reach the deadline. Mm. But yeah, I mean, Saka is also an interesting option, I guess, for people who are, has him. Yeah, indeed. So, do you know already what you will do this week in terms of transfers and captaincy? I'm in a tough place because I have only uh, one free transfer. Uh, which I didn't okay. spend my two free transfers. But, um, and also the fact that Burn is out uh, and he might get uh, a price drop. Uh, okay. So selling Burn for a player like Colville makes sense. Uh, and also because Chelsea has good fixtures after the, this you know, visible horizon. Right. Could be a good long-term investment. Um, and be, I, I could also avoid the, the the price drop because I don't have anything in the bank. So I, I'm in a tough spot because of it. I was um well I was planning to sell medicine last game week, uh or maybe the game week before, sorry. But it's just funny to me that he was supposed to be already gone, but now he's stuck in my team. Like I just hope that he's fine and he, he can keep scoring keep getting points. Yeah of course. But yeah a defense uh transfer is probably needed and sometimes i also see gabriel as a suggestion as i mentioned but right i'm not really sold on that okay how about you yeah i actually did my transfer already because you, you know did? i was yeah you know i was quite uh, sure that i wanted to sell antonio and oh uh, after watching him obviously <laughs> yeah and i went for Enketia, uh, Arsenal. Oh, you so oh. Oh, nice. I know there are some risks there in terms of uh, fitness, but yeah, I'll just take a bet. They have a really good fixture against Burnley at home. And uh, yeah, you know, just thought like, to go for it. And uh, Nketi, I was increasing in price yesterday. So that's why I decided to pull the trigger yesterday evening, made the swap. Um, and in terms of captaincy, actually, I don't know yet. So currently I have it on Saka. But I'm not too convinced about it. I think Haaland, Salah, and for me also Mitoma could be three good options. And I don't know yet how I will decide. So <laughs> let's see. That's tough. I mean, the fact that you 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 have all the good options, I guess. Salah, Haaland, Saka. Yeah, I was reading some stats today. I think especially Salah's home record is pretty good. So... Hmm. Liverpool at home against Brentford might be the safe bet, I guess. But yeah. I also quite like Mitoma against Sheffield at home. But let's see. Uh, Brighton still play against Ajax tomorrow for the Europa League. So let's see uh, how they will do there and if Mitoma is playing. I'm pretty sure he will be. Mm -hmm. um, so then there could be maybe some risk in terms of his starting spot. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, maybe Salah... 
But also Haaland, you know, we saw again yesterday he scored two goals in the Champions League. So, mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, even against Chelsea, he can do the same. Yeah. Difficult, difficult. <laughs> it is. All right. Well, I wish everybody good luck, of course, with making those decisions. Um, I think we're close to the end of this podcast. Was there anything else you wanted to cover, sort of? Your jersey, obviously, is our oh, topic. Oh, my okay okay yeah i'm I'm prepared now now uh, these times i know that you will ask so i looked it up and actually i mentioned it to you before the pod i'm a bit surprised because apparently this is a rare shirt it's a parma shirt currently this i'm looking at a site and it has a price of 177 euros so maybe i should be selling okay <laughs> it's a 9596 jersey and maybe I don't know if people who are listening remember or know that Parma was actually quite a big club at that time. They had some pretty famous players. Uh, I was just looking at it earlier as well. You know, they had Buffon in goal, they had Crespo as attacker, they had Zola, they had Veron, they had uh, yeah, a lot of uh, well-known and impressive players and uh, yeah it was a big club so at that time I think my parents went to Italy for a holiday and uh, my mother brought back this shirt so I was quite happy with that <laughs> so that yeah. explains the Parma yeah. shirt yeah I remember oh. yeah, Parma <laughs> from my childhood I mean I, I kept oh, okay. their name but I didn't know that they had the bankruptcy and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. After that, the, they had a bankruptcy and uh, they they were set or they had to go to a lower league. So that was a bit the end. Mm-hmm. Of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that covers it, I think. So let's finish by looking at our mini league. We currently have 331 teams in it. So it keeps oh. going up. That's nice to nice. see. Thanks, everyone, for joining. And you can still join if you want to. The code is 0JSDLA. And again, a big shout out to uh, the nine-year-old Wyatt Haswell. Wyatt, if you're listening, it's amazing what you're doing. Keep it up. This week, the shout-out is even more deserved as Wyatt is number one in our mini-league. He had a game-week score of 53 points and he is on a total score of 764 points. And Surtop is actually showing it for people uh, watching it on YouTube. Uh, his OR is now 164, so yes. really impressive. Keep it up, Wyatt. Um, number two is Keegan Stevenson with his team Space Monkey FC. He has a total score of 754 points. And number three is Jay Hampson with the team Two Face, also um, doing really well and a score of 752 points. Congratulations to all three of you. All right, well, let's close this episode. Thanks for listening. This was FPL Optimized episode number 65. Good luck with making your game week 12 decisions and may your arrow be green. Next week is an international break. We still need to decide what we will do, but uh, please just subscribe to the podcast so you'll get notified when the next episode is released. And do follow us on Twitter. For Surtop, it's at Surtop below. And for me, it's at BelfiBB. And as you probably know by now, you can also find us on YouTube. And until next time, stay curious and stay analytical. Goodbye. Goodbye.